You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. I'm just a poor wayfaring stranger. Traveling through this world of woe There is no sickness, no toil, nor danger In that bright land to which I go Welcome to Cinema Geekly's Last of Us podcast. It is Anthony and Aurora. This is Clickerbait Aurora. What a name that you came up for with this. I only have one problem with the name for this podcast, and it's I don't know how to incorporate it in like a funny way because uh, obviously there's a play on clickbait, but that's not mm-hmm. what this podcast is. It's exactly what it is when you click on it. Like, I mean, we're literally clickerbait. We're talking. I mean, that's true. We shouldn't be talking. We should be very... We should not be talking. As Joel says in episode two, uh, not quiet, silent. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, what a boring podcast that would be. So uh, instead, we're going to talk about The Last of Us on HBO and oh my God, there are so many thoughts uh, and feelings about... What a, what, a, what a time to be alive. I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, I wouldn't have said that if we were having this discussion last year and it's like, here's the Uncharted movie podcast with Anthony and Aurora. And then we have to talk about the Uncharted movie, which I think you liked way more than I did. I did. I did. Um, (laughs) This is on a different level. Listen, as someone, and and I'm sure you have been too, multiple times been burned by video game adaptations to the screen. Yes. Um, I think the Uncharted movie was okay mm-hmm. <laughs> compared to others, but this is a masterpiece. Yeah. I'm excited I, to talk about it. I thought, like, for me, this hit every single note that the Uncharted yeah. movie did not hit for me. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I never asked for them to, like, recreate a video game, like an Uncharted game in a movie form. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Like, all I really wanted was give me those characters, give me the atmosphere, uh, give me the music. And they didn't do the music at all. Um, And I don't feel like they never really quite. It felt like people who were trying to get the characters right, but never quite really. And I think we're seeing the difference now when you have the guy who actually wrote the last of us writing and directing episodes of the television show. I think we're seeing the, the huge difference here. Um, Also, I just, I just wanted Jensen Ackles as Nathan Drake. Yeah. I mean, that, (laughs) I think we talked about that before too. Like I thought he would have been, I mean, I didn't mind Tom Holland, uh, the idea of Tom Holland being Nathan Drake. Mm -hmm. And, like, I feel like if I were to watch that movie again outside of the bubble of being a video game obsessed exactly, Uncharted fan, exactly. 
I'd probably like the movie more. I don't think I'd be in love with the movie, but I think I'd probably like it more. But as a huge fan of the game, like there are three franchises that basically turned my life around when it came to video games. And now two of them have been adapted. Uh, The other one that hasn't is Mass Effect, but uh, I know, right? Uh, Like the Uncharted one hurt, but if Last of Us didn't work, that would have been like a stake through the heart for me because I I don't want to say this lightly, but because uh, I feel like, uh, and I still don't want to say it lightly because I feel like people just point and laugh at me. But The Last of Us as a game changed my life. It 100%. Ad- it added to my life. It was when I played yeah. that first game, when I played through that first opening before the credits rolled, mm-hmm. I never played a game that ever made me feel like that. I honestly, I, I literally was just talking to my mom and I was saying how I was trying to explain that the giraffe scene in yeah. The Last of Us the yeah. the Last of Us, and how I cried when that happened. And she was looking at me like I was crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, you know, and I was like, you just had to be there, mom. Yeah. I mean, it's it's no different than getting emotional, listening to a song or reading a book or watching a movie like, you know, the, the games are technically very well made games but i'm not feeling emotions because of how good the ai is or how good the cover shooting mechanics are or whatever it's the characters are relatable they're well written and acted and that's the thing that drew me into those games and it for me connection to things it's so important to me uh because without Mm -hmm. it there's always something sort of lacking there for me and the last of us was like the first game that i felt a connection to and i could play that game over and over and i have like i've played it on ps3 and ps4 and now ps5 Mm -hmm. and uh i know people are talking about how price gougy it is to charge full price for the remake but it was worth every penny to me it's worth it Yeah. yeah it's just for other people i get it but for me it that's just everything video games for me like i would not Mm -hmm. be into gaming if it weren't for those games and obviously i was super worried about the show not being very good and then i saw the trailers for this show Mm -hmm. and was blown away by not just how it looked and sounded and felt but just even the tiny things like the first teaser trailer was a song they used for the 2012 gamescom last of us trailer Mm -hmm. uh for the ps3 just like tiny little attention to detail like that made me feel like okay i feel like this show is in really good hands and the casting yeah well i mean we'll talk about it but we should jump in we're going to cover the first two episodes this week and then we're going to jump in and uh start with episode three going weekly forward, but we're going to cover the first two here. So let's begin with episode one, when you're lost in the darkness. It's 2003 and a mass fungal infection sparks a global pandemic. Joel Miller flees with his daughter, Sarah and his brother, Tommy. Sarah is killed by a soldier. And then we jump 
forward 20 years. Joel is living in the Boston quarantine zone, managed by the Federal Disaster Response Agency, FEDRA, working as a smuggler with his partner, Tess. When Tommy fails to contact him from his Wyoming base, they buy a car battery from a local dealer named Robert, but they are double-crossed when he sells it to the Fireflies, a rebel group in open opposition against FEDRA. Attempting to retrieve it, Joel and Tess discover that Marlene, the Firefly's leader, is now begging them to take a girl with them named Ellie to the Massachusetts State House in exchange for a working truck. While sneaking out, the three are caught by a Fedra soldier who tests them for infection, revealing that Ellie is positive. Joel kills the soldier while Ellie is claiming to be immune. So... Aurora, your thoughts on episode one, of which that barely felt like scratched the surface of what happened yeah, in that like episode. I feel like for this first episode, I could just talk about the intro. Uh, yeah, the that, cold open, even, I oh thought my was, gosh. was... And this is a theme that they've done. I don't know if it'll continue through uh, till next week, but the first two episodes, they start with cold opens that mm-hmm. are not part of the video game lore, but they exactly. certainly add to it, I think. Oh my god, I loved it, mm-hmm. uh, that cold open, and um, I am a huge fan of anything zombies. Yeah. Um, and I've seen so many introductions to uh, a zombie show or a zombie movie that looks very similar to what they presented. Yes. Um, but in this show specifically, I felt so anxious. Mm-hmm. During that cold open, they they shot it so well. Yeah. Especially there's a um, a scene where they're in the in the truck, and you see everything from inside the truck. Yep. Um, that was just amazing. Perfect. <laughs> I was game just blown away. Taken from the game. <laughs> yep. 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 Directly. Um, I loved you know uh, the old lady that was uh, that turned into a clipper and it yeah. was it was super creepy and mm-hmm. I love that the dog's name is Mercy. I just <laughs> <laughs> I just loved every single part of that yeah first few minutes mm-hmm. um, and it just immediately immediately if you're someone that have never played the game yeah that first few minutes immediately makes you love joel yeah right it sinks like you it's in just, yeah yes immediately and you already feel for this character yep and uh that's exactly how it is in the game mm-hmm. um you immediately love the character yep <laughs> so i i i just feel like they did a really good job with um, grabbing your attention i think her name is nico parker i think is the name of the girl who plays sarah in this episode and mm-hmm. She had a lot to do here for and, yes. and for people who are fans of the game, especially. So yep. they did not do a shot for shot recreation of the beginning of the game, but boy, did they come really close. Some yep. of the things that they changed here are like, we spent a lot more time with Sarah, which yes. is important because in the game, it's easy for you to form more of a connection to her because you play as her at the beginning of the game. Right. So, um, you know, you sort of are used to her and then she's taken away from you Mm -hmm. and you can't do that in the show, obviously. So they change things up. We spend more time with her. We see her steal Joel's money to go fix his watch, which explains 
how she was able to fix his watch. She does not, in fact, yeah. uh, sell hardcore drugs now. Um, <laughs> but they stole, they, God, that exchange was right from the game. My daughter laughed yep. at me every time. I'm like, that's right from the game. Like, that's yep, dialogue yep. from the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so happy. <laughs> but yep. um, they, uh, like, they send her outside of the house, which is not what happens in the game. In the game, Joel shows up and he's like, stay behind me. Like, things right. are crazy out there. Here, she's the one who discovers that the old lady next door is kind of turned into a runner, I guess. Mm-hmm. The early mm-hmm. stages of the infected. And uh, by no, the way, that, 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 that those things coming out of her mouth, oh. the mycelium. Yeah. And we'll talk <laughs> yeah. about them in the next episode because that's part of another change yeah. that they mm-hmm. did in the, in the telling of it. But, and by the way, that dog knew from the get go that that old lady was oh, wrong. Yes. Dogs. Know, Listen, everybody dogs. Yes. <laughs> Every time there's a dog in a horror movie or TV show, just, just look at the dog. Yeah. Please. If, just. <laughs> you, if you want to know if something's up, just pay attention to the dog. Cause the dog yes. will know before anyone else knows. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so to me, that was the key to this. Like I had, no lies, Aurora. I had a pit in my stomach for like the first 40 minutes of this show. Part of me, part of it was nervous energy because it was good, but it was also like, is it just going to get bad at some point? Like I was just waiting for the rug to be pulled out from underneath me, but it never happened. And Mm -hmm. the moment I knew for sure I was hooked in, I'm like, they're doing, they're doing the lead up to Sarah's death perfectly. It's practically like it is in the game. Mm -hmm. And I knew the real test was, is this going to make me cry like a baby when <laughs> it happens? And sure enough, Aurora, yeah. uh, as soon as we hear Sarah's whimpers off screen, like I knew exactly what was happening and I could already feel myself welling up. And Pedro mm-hmm. Pascal's performance there was just as powerful as Troy Baker's in the game. And yep. I was just, uh, I think through like in that weepy way that people talk after they've just been done crying. I think I just said that was perfect. <laughs> um, it was, you know, it's a huge like uh, mm-hmm. thing to, to, to happen in a show that yes. is based on a video game. And as people that play the video game, we know what's going to happen. And it's yeah. still that, it, you know, made us, feel emotional yep. towards it. Um, I think that's huge. I feel like the thing that this show did, and obviously uh, uh, they have Gustavo Santolala doing his score from the game is the score mm-hmm. for the show, which, God, when they played that theme at the beginning, I'm like, yes, yes, <laughs> like th- Uncharted people, I hope you're watching this. Like, all we wanted was to hear Nate's theme, for God's sakes, in the opening yep. of the movie. And you yep, couldn't yep. give us that. Like, this was perfect. His score is haunting and brilliant. And it's amazing. Like, I'm sure he wrote new music for this show. But, you know, if they wanted to be lazy and just play the soundtrack from the game over it, it would have fit perfect. Because uh, everything fit perfect. The design... Everything looked so great. Uh, but one of the things that they did in this show and in this episode that I think uh, they also masterfully did was you've got to work around gameplay elements in this. So in the game, uh, Joel and Tess are going after Robert, 
but you have to shoot like 50 guys to get to Robert or whatever. And they can't do that here. They don't want to make Joel a mass murderer throughout the game. Like he's going to kill people. Obviously he's not going to be a clear cut hero because that's not who Joel is. But also we don't want him to just go on murderous rampages. Like that's part of the game and part of the fun of playing the game, but it can't be the real life portrayal. So, Uh, They take these two elements where in the game you have to shoot down a bunch of people at this dock and then you find Robert or whatever and take care of him. And Mm -hmm. then you run into Marlene who introduces you to Ellie. And here they cut out the middleman by having Marlene run into Robert. They want, uh, you know, he's going to try to like double, you know, like stab Joel and Tess in the back by dealing with Marlene. And then their deal goes south and. Uh, the Fireflies kill Robert and his crew. So that eliminates all of that. And it cuts straight to Joel meeting mm-hmm. Marlene, who, by the way, played wonderfully. Uh, if people are wondering uh, who are fans of the game who didn't quite notice at first uh, why Marlene looks and sounds so amazing, it's because that's Marlene from the game. Yep. Uh, they cast the same actor to play the role here. And. That was amazing. Uh, So, and she killed it, obviously. Uh, But then we are introduced to Bella Ramsey's Ellie, and Mm -hmm. she was the star of the show for me. Uh, I mean, I'm really liking Pedro Pascal's Joel, but, and he's playing it a little bit different, but there are several times where he'll just hit a Joel note perfectly in that (laughs) kind of low, whispery kind of Joel way. And I get tingles. I'm like, oh, that. mm." But like from the jump, Bella Ramsey's Ellie is just chef's kiss. Perfect Ellie. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was blown away at there are times where she's off screen and she'll say a thing. And it feels like they just took audio from the game. And it it feels like you are in the game. Yes. Yes. Um, She was perfect. I forgot just how much Ellie swears, uh, yeah. but it's perfect. Um, but it's perfect. Like she absolutely crushes it. And uh, yeah, the the setup, they were originally going to end the episode with the 20 years later mark where they introduce you to this kid uh, that Fedra tests and he's negative. And then next time you see him, it's his body and Jules dumping it into a a pyre mm-hmm. with a bunch of other uh, bodies that tested uh, positive for infection or whatever. And uh, they wanted to end it there. And they were convinced by, I think by Warner brothers that are like, no, like the whole story is Joel and Ellie, right? You can't end the first right. episode without those two. Without Ellie. Yeah. So um, they meet, they Joel and Tess agree to take Ellie then they go to like perfectly recreate some more scenes from the video game and word for word dialogue. Mm-hmm. And then they escape the, the QZ. Uh, it does not take as long for them to escape the QZ as it does in the game, because that's a whole <laughs> right. gameplay path. <laughs> but um, they do something interesting at the end when they test Ellie and she is positive for infection and she stabs the guy in the leg. Uh, in the game, Joel just immediately takes the guy down and uses his own gun on him or whatever, mm-hmm. shoots him. But here they have this standoff and you have a soldier pointing a rifle at a child and Joel is in the way and he has a flashback to right. 
it happening to Sarah. And it's, that was perfect. Like, cause it's the whole reason it's who Joel Miller is, mm-hmm. is this guy who for the last 20 years has regretted and feels guilt over being the one who lived and not right. saving his daughter. And he loses it, tackles this guy and literally beats him to death mm-hmm. in front of mm-hmm. Ellie, who of course is like, Ooh, cause like, that's kind of what Ellie is like at first. Right. Um, right. But yeah, and then it ends with them walking towards the the state capitol building in a storm that's raging and this beautiful panning shot. And there's like a clicker like off in the distance on a rooftop that's like screeching because of the thunder. And oh, it's perfect. Just mm-hmm. amazing. Anyway, Aurora, any notes on this perfect episode of television? <laughs> <laughs> I just... Um, I feel like this is the type of show that gamers have been asking for yeah. when uh, a video game is recreated. And I, especially because, I mean, if, 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 if there's people out there like me that feel like video games are pieces of art. Yes. Um, and The Last of Us certainly is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um the fact that they are translating it to a TV show and they're staying true to the content. Yes. Um, and the material, which is perfect. Mm-hmm. There's no need to change it. Yeah. Um, that And the things that they're adding in the show just make it better. It's not something that's taking away from the original content. Yes. Um, I think that it's amazing and I'm very excited. Yeah. To keep watching the show. I was blown away. The changes they made all made sense. Um, and they all worked and Mm -hmm. if they didn't hold things together, they added things and yeah, I mean, I even loved at the very, very beginning when we get this talk show from 1968, where you've got, uh, this, uh, this professor played by John Hanna from the mummy movies, I might add. Oh my uh, God! When I saw him, I was like, "Wait, that guy looks familiar." And it was yes. like, "Oh my God, he looks so much older." Yes. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like if you haven't seen him in anything other than the Mummy movies, you just that's how you remember him looking. And it's funny. I literally just watched rewatched the Mummy like two days ago. <laughs> I was See, like, "Oh is, my gosh!" This is my problem with like Blink One Eighty Two. Like all I ever watch are old Blink One Eighty Two videos, and then when I see them now, I'm like, "Whoa, they aged." Yeah. Um, but yeah, John Hanna, he he was excellent in here. And the way that they talk about, like, you know, in case anybody wants to look this up on the Internet, like, no, uh, like fungus can't survive in a host with a body temperature above a certain degree or whatever, uh, which human bodies obviously, you know, meet that criteria. They couldn't live mm-hmm. inside of us or whatever. But he mentions like organisms evolve what could trigger an evolution like that? What if the earth were to get warmer? And I'm like, that's genius. Cause obviously we're going through that right now. It could hypothetically trigger an evolutionary change that would allow them to survive in bodies that are warmer than what they currently are used to. And that made sense. I mean, it's probably unlikely to happen, but it made, it was plausible enough that I'm like, that's brilliant. Like just great job. And they continue to do that in the next episode. But first, any final thoughts on episode one, Aurora? And what would you give? I'm trying. I'm having one. a really hard time figuring out if this happened in this episode or the second episode. But okay. there was a scene 
Um, I believe it was Marlene. Then it was definitely in the first episode because she's not in the second. Yes, that's true. Um, That she, there's another woman next to her that literally lost her ear. Yes. (laughs) She's saying something. And Marlene's like, you literally have no ears. Shut up. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And that made me laugh out loud. (laughs) There was some good dialogue, especially the early stuff with like Joel and Sarah. They had such great uh dialogue um i loved like she got him the extra gift of this movie to watch and uh, they were gonna watch it together and if memory serves it's one of the movies that uh ellie talks about in the second game saying it's like one of joel's favorite movies or whatever uh, mm-hmm. So, like, that's a little Easter egg or whatever. Uh, number one, Joel, a man after my own heart. Because he's like, oh, this is the one with DVD extras. And I'm like, that's my guy. Like, I love <laughs> DVD extras. And um, or he's like, well, this is the one with the deleted scenes. And Sarah's like, I can't even imagine how bad those have to be. <laughs> and he's like, all right, don't fall asleep. And she's like, how can I? It's it's going to be so riveting. Uh, right, right. She falls asleep. Uh, just perfect little stuff, and um, oh, I'm I'm blanking on the actor who is playing Tommy, and we don't get to spend a lot of time with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is, I feel like he nailed Tom, like the voice. Yep, like yep. he just crushed it. Gabriel Luna is his name. I feel like he absolutely crushed it. So yeah, I just I don't know what to say. Like this was. Perfect casting. They towed, they they tiptoed over the line between game and TV show perfectly. They got the setting, the design, the characters. Just they just got everything right. I I don't yeah, know what else did. I could give this episode other than a five. So that's what I gave it, Aurora. I agree. I'm okay. Well, that's. Yep. Damn, it's hard to start at a five because it can only go down from there. <laughs> We're gonna have to expand or like we might have to do like five system. and a half. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, let's dive into then episode number two, Infected. So again, with a cold open, two days before the outbreak in Jakarta, Indonesia, a mycologist learns of the oncoming pandemic and uh, advises the government to bomb the city in order to prevent it from spreading because nothing else can be done about it, which is a bit of a lead-in because obviously when we see Boston in the daylight, it's been bombed to hell and back. Uh, Mm -hmm. In the present, Ellie explains to Joel and Tess why she is being transported west because it's in hopes to find a cure because, of course... As we, uh, as she already told them, she's been bitten, but her wound healed, which is not what happens to anyone else who is bitten by an infected. Discovering the path to the state house is swarmed with infected. The three cut through a museum where they run into and are attacked by clickers. Ellie is bitten again, uh, but they manage to escape and they arrive at the state house only to find that the fireflies are all dead. Tess reveals that she too was bitten while Ellie's bite is beginning to heal. Hers is getting worse, proving her immunity. Joel shoots an infected, which alerts the swarm to their location. Tess convinces him to escape with Ellie while she stays behind, blowing up the building 
and killing herself along with the horde of infected. Uh, Aurora, what did you think of episode two? I love this episode so much. I know, so good. <laughs> I, I love this so much because it's, um, uh, I don't I it's just what everything that happens in the video games uh, uh, and after this, Mm-hmm. Is when like the real game starts, in my opinion. Like, it's, yeah. like that's where you like actually like start, you know, with the the journey with Joel and Ellie. Yeah, like that's um, really where the story begins. Right, yep. right. Um, but I could talk all day about the clickers. What they look amazing in this show. So good, and I and to my understanding, almost completely prosthetics. <gasps> like almost almost that's no amazing. computer generation. Yeah. That's amazing. And and that whole scene with the clickers was so similar to the game. Like the, the, the urgency of being quiet. Yes. And hiding behind like little like tables and stuff. Yes. <laughs> and then that when was, you accidentally oh, so set them off and they come running at you like yes. crazy and you're shooting at them but missing everything because you're panicking and freaking out because they're not yep. backing down. Yep. Um, that felt very real to the first time I played the game. (laughs) Yes. I I mean, there was a shot where they look at their, their, uh, behind kind of like a glass, uh, case. Yeah. Display case. Yeah. 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 And it was, uh, and you could see the clicker on the other side, like the movements that they do and how creepy they are. And I was like, it was perfection. Mm -hmm. Um, it was so good. Um, and we have to talk about how like the things coming out of the mouth yeah so the mycelium so this is something that uh we see at the beginning too in jakarta as well when the mycologist pulls some out of this deceased woman's mouth and by the way um she's an indonesian i i saw somebody talking about her so she's an indonesian actor and producer and she was amazing in this. Yep. By the yep. way, uh, like in, in delivering this, when she asks, because uh, basically they, number one, they indicate where this outbreak took place. It was a like a flower and grain factory or something like that, which funguses mm-hmm. kind of like that sort of stuff or can breed in those sort of things or whatever. Um, which, by the way, uh, people pointed out in the first episode Tommy, Joel, and Sarah completely avoided consuming anything with flour or grain in it. They were supposed to have pancakes, but Joel forgot to get pancake mix. That's true. That's true. Uh, they declined eating the biscuits from the neighbors, and they Sarah didn't. Cake. Sarah declined eating the cookies that she made because they were like ra- oatmeal raisin. Um, and the infection could have been in there. Uh, for all yep. we know, but they avoided eating all of those things. But she was amazing here when she was like, look, I've worked with these things my whole life. There's no way to stop this. When the guy told her, like, there are 14 other people unaccounted for. She's like, you have to bomb bomb the whole city and everything in it. And then she's like, I just can you take me back to my family? I'd like to be with them. Um, that was so crazy and powerful. Um but in the episode, we get this addition to this is something that is not in the game, but it's a thing that really exists. And the mycelium are the replacement for spores. They're not doing spores in the TV show, which 
was a thing in the game. Like, you know, how many times you like run into a room and it's like spores and they put on a, yep. a filtration mask. And in the game, that is how Ellie proves to Joel that she's not in inf- like that. She's immune. Cause she just breathes them in. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Whoa. Uh, right. So like, that's the thing that makes him believe they yeah, didn't want to have a mask to be able to. Right. Yeah. Right. And they don't, they didn't want to do spores in this show because when you think about it, spores wouldn't just be contained to a room. Like they would get out, they'd be in the air, they'd be everywhere. So right. like everyone would have to be wearing masks at all times. And like for the game, it works, but here it's, it's too close to home. It's different. Yes. And yeah, and too close to home. <laughs> Uh, So instead, they're going with mycelium, which is, again, a real thing. And like in the in the forest and jungles or whatever, mycelium can, in fact, run underground for miles and they do connect with one another and essentially talk to one another or send signals to one another. Like this really does happen out there. And adding this to the game, actually, or adding this to the show, I thought made it so much scarier that it was so creepy when you uh, step on like a kiss by that guy oh my god yeah (laughs) that was so disgusting (laughs) but i love i love the terrifying nature of like they stepped on like a body fell on a patch of it and it just sent a signal to all of these other runners like you know blocks away and it woke them up and it told them exactly where to go like that's like calling for backup. Like that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and here having Ellie get bit again, like that's the replacement for her breathing in spores. Right, like right. Joel sees her bit fresh along at the same time that Tess's bit, which does happen in the game. Um, you see her wound is horrible. Mm-hmm. It's already being infected. And Ellie's is just healing. Like she was just bit. Um, and it's just, getting better already. And that's the thing that convinces Joel in the game. Of course, it's like Fedra at the Capitol mm-hmm. building and Tess sacrifices herself. Right, right. But they didn't do that here. They did the thing with the infected instead, which is great because it still keeps to the core part of the story that Tess sacrifices herself. And yeah. and it was honestly scarier because way you see, scarier. Like, you see them kind of like in the background, just running in and she's just mm. like trying to like this later. Yes. <laughs> it was terrifying to watch. Yes. And I mean, at first I was like, why are they completely ignoring her? And then I'm like, oh, cause mm-hmm. they know she's one of them now. She's already right. infected, but this other one walks up to her and she's not resisting. And then obviously the, the infected kiss with the mycelia, which is so gross. Gross. But yeah. brilliant. I was listening to Neil Druckmann talk about this scene. Uh, he directed this episode and he was like, we're going to do this really gross thing. So I want to shoot it and light it like it's a romantic kiss, which he did. Like it's backlit. It did. It's yeah. this side. It's this profile view of it. Like in a different context. This would be romantic and sweet and beautiful, Mm -hmm. but instead it's this terrifying, gross thing, but shot like it's this beautiful, pretty thing, which the contact, the contrast to that was just all sorts of ew feelings. Well, but I mean, but honestly, like if you look at the the way that they uh, created the environment with all like the 
the fungus and everything around. Yeah. It it looks in a way beautiful because yes. it's just it's just it's so well done. <laughs> yeah, it's flowery and colorful and yeah. um but at the same time also kind of gross and yeah. it's such a weird thing. Uh, I loved the clicker scene again straight out of the game. Mm-hmm. Um just as creepy and terrifying like and they found some big people to be clickers like pretty tall which yeah is always scary i'm terrified of people who are taller than i am uh so <laughs> it's just seeing them i'm like oh my god they're so well, big ne- never never made my brother then <laughs> okay uh i mean i'm i'm pretty tall but every now and again i'll see people who are taller than me still and i'm always intimidated by people who are taller than i am <laughs> um so uh, that was extra terrifying but god they nailed the sound they nailed the look everything they it was nailed just the sound so well it yeah. was just great mm-hmm. um i think the best line in the episode for me is at the end with Tess where she's just telling Joel to get out of there with Ellie and she tells him to save who you can save, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, good advice, but kind of a shot at Joel, like a shot in the arm to, to be like, Hey, you can't save me. Every, you, and you can't, can't save everybody. You, yeah. And you can't save mm-hmm. Sarah. Like she's gone, but you can save this girl. So, you know, like live, live in this moment and, and get her out of here. And, uh, she says to take them to Bill and Frank's and by the judging by the preview of next week, it looks like this will be the change from the game next week. Cause it looks like Bill and Frank will just be alive the whole time where in the game, by the mm-hmm. time you get to Frank, he's long dead. Right. right. Um, so I don't know if that's going to be a massive change or not, um, but we'll see. I mean, so far, the only changes they've made have been things that tie together areas where you would be doing gameplay and not story driving or right. there are areas that have added to things or the changes have been so minor as to not, you know, mess with the core storytelling. And I'm just so like the hardest part of watching this show is that it ends like I'm always ready for the next episode by the time the ep- the episode ends and um yeah this was this was no different for me any mm-hmm. uh any final thoughts on infected i just I, w- I just wanted to mention that scene at the end too where they are in the rooftop and yes uh ellie says like you can't beat that view it was so like the way that she said it it was exactly like ellie <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh like i I feel like the danger we're going to run into with this podcast, Aurora, is um, we're going to find ourselves just saying the same things over and over. I I feel like this is going to turn into like uh, the the Better Talk Saul podcast that Glenn and I did, where it's like every episode was like, that was amazing, four and a half, four and three quarters or five or whatever. (laughs) And then we just every episode we talk about how great the cinematography is and how great the characters are. Um, Yeah. But I don't know what else to say. Like they, no, this was this good? I mean, maybe we'll get a filler episode or something. There's only nine episodes, so I don't see how that's I don't know. possible. I mean, it's HBO. Yeah. it's it's probably gonna be good all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 
so far it's been killer. I don't think, I mean, I, I didn't like it as much as the first episode, but it was really, really close. Like it's, we're talking tiny degrees of separation here. Um, I think I like this one more than the first episode. Wow. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, all right. Well then I have to give it a five. Oh, I was going to say like, you have no choice, but to give it a five. Uh, well, I, I downgraded this one heavily to a four and three quarters Aurora. (laughs) It went way down. I can can hear the pain in your voice. It hurts you to do this. It does. I mean, it, it didn't have the same punch for me, I guess in some ways as the first episode did. But like that's okay. The game doesn't have the same punch for me all the way through. Like it, there are its moments, and there are going to be more moments. And I know that they're coming. Like you and I were talking about this before we started recording. This is going to be one of the weirdest shows we've ever watched because they're sticking so closely to this that we know the story. Like we know where it goes. Um, we know the plot twist. <laughs> yeah, the only real. Uh, question like the big questions i have about this show are what do they do for season because this show is going to have a season two everybody um not only i haven't seen the review scores for the second episode yet but the episode one review score was like 99 percent on rotten tomatoes with like an 8.8 out of 10 being the average score which is just insane positivity mm-hmm. And HBO also was cheering on that it was the second most watched premiere in 10 years on HBO, um, only behind House of the Dragon, which obviously had a bit of a cheaty head start because it was the follow up to Game of Thrones. Um, so obviously there was a ton of way more people were going to be interested in that, but just knowing that this show blew away expectations, mm-hmm. we're going to get more seasons. Obviously, there's a second game. I have no idea how they adapt the second game into a show. And yeah, that one is going to be tough. Yeah. And I was, I mean, I can't wait because it's my favorite game of all time. But mm-hmm. uh, somebody, I've seen a few people, my daughter even suggested, I think at the time, like maybe the second season is in between the first and second games because there is... There is a time. There is some jump. time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a time mm-hmm. jump between the first two games, so they could do. They could tell stories that no one's ever that they've never told before uh, in The Last of Us, and also that would be cool. You know, this this might give them an incentive to do more shows based on video games. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> because, there's already yeah. uh, Amazon. I think is doing a God of War series. And we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, I wasn't super blown away with the their Lord of the Rings show. I thought it was okay, but I was not blown away with it. Uh, we'll see how the God of War thing goes. Um, but yeah, there. I mean, I'm still waiting. Mass Effect would be a perfect TV we need, show. We need an HBO produced Mass Effect show. Mm-hmm. It would be perfect. Okay. Just saying for yes. television, everybody. Um, yeah, I just. Phew, I mean, I don't know what else to say, Aurora. This this show is really, 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 really good. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to more really, really, really good episodes going forward. Yep. Uh, sure, 
I'm sure we're going to get some, including next week's episode. But that's it for this one. In the meantime, everybody, uh, I guess go to the website, check out the archives of other shows since this is the first episode of this one. Um, go check hey, out if you, like, if you like zombies, go check out Here the Walking Dead. Oh, check yeah. out the archives of that. There's lots of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, as a listener supported podcast, there are a couple of ways you can help out there if you so choose. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinema geekly. We have the merch store, geeklymerch.com. Links for those will be in the show notes for this uh, episode. Of course, I am going to try to figure out some clickerbait merchandise uh, coming off of this. So uh, look out for that. Show notes uh, where you can find the links for those things. Of course, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Titcher, Spotify, Audible, anywhere good podcasts are found. Just search for clickerbait, hit subscribe, and that way you can join us next time to hear us talk more Last of Us on HBO, Season 1, Episode 3, called Long, Long Time. I'm just a booming over Jordan. I'm just a going over home. I'm just a going.